the athletic director at UNC Pembroke, Dick Christie. Welcome in, Dick. How are you, man? Rob, really appreciate you having us. All right, so uh, Tony Rigsby alluded to it when he was in here just a, a little bit ago. You have brought in, we first want to talk about uh, the football helmet that UNC Pembroke and the football team uh, wearing, and it was featured on ESPN Sports Center. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, really fortunate. It was, it was great to see Tony. I hadn't seen him since my NC State days. Uh, but we, we talked about the helmets. So this past weekend we were on Sports Center Gear Up segment right when they head to the college game day feature. And our partnership with the town of Pembroke and the Lumbee Tribe, which is based in Pembroke, uh, they gave us approval to wear the seal of the Lumbee Tribe on the helmet. So in the uh, first season of Coach Hall, we featured the Lumbee Tribal seal. We had the North Carolina Association of Tribes seal on the back of the helmet. And we just had an amazing game day. A lot of uh, native dancers. We had a fireworks show after the game, partnership with Farm Bureau. Uh, it was fantastic. So, That's so cool. Great, and, great day. and you were telling me that uh, the fact that the helmet is white is, is a big deal as well. That's new for us. And the yeah. team wore uh, jet black, all black socks, pants. Nice. Uh, the, the Lumber River is a, is a dark water river. Uh, the Lumbee people are called the, the people of the dark water. So they wore the, the jet black in, in honor of that. And set a scoring record so we may see wow. we may see that helmet again yeah, Six, really. 68 points yeah, pretty I, good i think it's good luck you got to bring that back no doubt for sure no uh, doubt. what else has been going on with with unc pembroke and your athletic department a little bit of everything uh we're pretty fortunate we're on a on a, on a little bit of a heater right now we've uh won seven championships last year we've got three in the three in the bank so far this year uh, a couple of ranked teams heading into the winter uh, men's basketball's top 15 swimming's top 15 wrestling i think is going to be top 15 when the rankings come out so uh, a lot of good things it's neat to see the teams feed off each other uh, you know it's one thing if you got a, a pocket of success somewhere but right now uh, they're they're really kind of feeding off of each other and and challenging each other and it's it's neat to see now for those that do not know you came from nc state moved over to unc pembroke what has it been like for you personally as as the ad yeah, it was uh, a little bit getting back to my roots. I mean, I, I've got a ton of family history at NC State. My grandfather went there, uh, grew up there career-wise, did my graduate degree. But I was a D2 student-athlete, so getting a chance to come back a little bit more, you know, athletics in context, you're truly a student-athlete, and you, our seasons are a little shorter. There's less that we can do with student-athletes in the off-season, so they get a chance to be a little bit more of a student. Um, you know, don't no mistake, we still want to win, and they're putting in a lot of work, but uh, it's maybe not as uh, over the top from a from a time commitment that it is at, at the D1 level now. So getting back to that was a good fit. And, uh, you know, we're a small shop, but just, just trying to make it work. There are a couple of topics I want to ask you about. Uh, first off, sports betting has been in our news headlines over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. It's a big topic here in, in North Carolina with it potentially some, at some point next year. It might not be in January, but sometime next year that sports gambling will, will go into effect here in the state of North Carolina. And what some people might not understand is that a lot of the tax revenue, the tax money from everything that goes on with sports gambling is actually going to go towards a lot of colleges here in the state, including UNCP, right? Correct. So uh, right now, a portion of the proceeds and tax revenue would come back to some of the smallest UNC system athletic departments. So if you think non-bowl uh, subdivision, so you've got the, the 3D1 football programs, uh, Central, A&T, and Western Carolina. Then you got the three one AAA schools with Asheville, uh, Greensboro, and Wilmington. And then you got four Division II, so Winston-Salem, Fayetteville State, Elizabeth City, and us. 
So those 10 schools will evenly distribute uh, what the tax proceeds would be from that. So it's a huge shot in the arm. Uh, I, you know, not being dramatic, but we, we were really on the precipice from a financial perspective. When COVID hit, uh, it's, you know, going into it, it's crazy to think that really college athletics, it's hard to think of another industry that was impacted worse uh, yeah. than, than us. Uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of layoffs, furloughs of employees, revenue streams cut off. And in the UNC system, it was even more acute because for 50 years, we funded athletics via an athletic fee that students pay. And that, that's really the lion's share of revenue for those 10 schools that we, that we mentioned. But when COVID came, kids started taking online delivery of their programs. More online programs popped up. Uh, in distance education, the system, you don't pay an athletic fee. Mm. So a, a large chunk of our revenue stream just disappeared overnight. So to say that if this, them, if this revenue stream didn't come through, I mean, we were really – really uh, on the precipice of some challenging, challenging decisions. So a lot of the revenue, if it meets the forecast, is just going to kind of to, to replace lost revenue. So it's a great first step. It's much needed. Uh, we need to continue this dialogue with the, the legislature and the Board of Governors. We're so fortunate. Uh, you know, they really dove in, did an economic impact study, saw the return of athletics for all of these communities around North Carolina, and, and really made it a no-brainer that this was where to invest the money. So we're, we are so, so fortunate that they, they looked at that. To, to go off of what you had just said, was UNC Pembroke, were we at a point where there might have been a really bad few because of the impacts of COVID and the pandemic and everything? Yeah, I mean, we're like shutting down. Like, how extreme are we talking from an athletic perspective? I mean, that's, you know, we were we were well into the hole. Uh, no question. So a lot of the great experience our kids are having really is on a credit card at this point. We've got to we've got to be able to catch back up and, and pay that back before we can make any kind of future investments. So that's really the first priority is trying to get on a solid financial footing. But a lot of the, the forecasted revenue will replace, you know, some of what we've lost in those in those other areas. Um, but it's we in, ten, in my 11 years there, we've cut three sports. Um, so try we, We've done everything we can to try and be nimble, be be lean. Uh, it's really not a matter of you know some of the stuff you see getting spent at Power Five. That's that's yeah. not going on at our place, right? Uh, you know we're we're feeding kids, we're sending them on a bus, we're paying paying gas to go down the road. There's not a, not a whole lot of fat to to trim back. So um, I am confident that we've done everything we can do. Now we just gotta we gotta keep diversifying these revenue streams and see the impact of the state of what these programs can bring. One other thing I want to ask you about uh, in in sport college sports NIL and some of these athletes being paid for. You know their partnership with whatever sponsor, or getting paid for their likeness and image and stuff like that. Is it a good thing or a bad thing with NIL and the transfer portal, all of that, for these smaller schools like UNC Pembroke? Yeah. Well, first thing I would say is NIL is a is a great thing and something that should have happened a long time ago. As far as the true nature of name, image, likeness, if if a kid is entrepreneurial and they have a skill set or a gift there we shouldn't artificially restrict your ability to go and make money in that space. Uh, if there is an entity that would like you to represent their brand, we shouldn't restrict that opportunity. If, if the lion's share of jersey sales in the bookstore are your number, we, we should definitely have some incremental revenue going back to that student for, for their image in that. Had the NCAA inched in that direction 20 years ago, we probably wouldn't be sitting here with these issues now. Um, so that is definitely, I think, a good thing. The, the negative is not many students from their college participation solely at our level are going to are going to glean significant NIL revenue right yeah. so in a lot of ways for students from the NC central level on down 
um, it's a distract it's a distraction honestly I mean we're we're selling these kids that this may be something you can go do when really we have 30 years of data that says if you complete this college degree you're gonna make a million dollars more in your lifetime so you know where where should you your focus be if it takes you an extra semester to graduate because you're spending three hours a day to be a social influencer and, and make a 10% kickback on some protein supplement, yeah. you know, you're, what do you do? You just lost money. So let's, yeah. let's, let's make the main thing, the main thing, get your degree, have a great athletic experience. Um, unfortunately, because the NCAA hasn't stepped in and, and tried to keep NIL out of the recruiting process, you see what we have is this, this co-mingling of the transfer portal issues and just the wild, wild west out there right now. So there's a lot of people who are, trying to, to dangle that carrot in front of students, particularly at our level. You know, if we have a kid who excels, um, you know, you've got people in roundabout channels trying to say, hey, you, you know, you can make it at, at the, the mid-major level or you should be yeah. looking here. Uh, you can get more exposure. You can get more access to NIL. And, you know, statistically, that's just not the case. If you're, if you're a great athlete at uh, a mid-major or you're a great athlete at Division II, your NIL difference is fractional. Dick Christie, uh, Athletic Director at UNC Pembroke. We've run out of time. Anything else quickly you'd like to add? Anything else that uh, you know people in this area need to know about uh, when it comes to UNCP? We're coming. I just I appreciate the time and excited to be here. We're excited about everything going on. And, and obviously this, this legislative change is, is a blessing for us. So we're looking forward to the future. We are uh, really wanting you to come back anytime. Come back on the show. We'll, we'll be glad to have you. Appreciate it, Rob. Thanks for the time.